Hello, everybody. This is Radio Entrepreneurs. My name is Jeffrey Davis, but today I am not the lonely host of Radio Entrepreneurs because I'm being joined by my favorite co-host, Evan Macedo from Sapers and Wallach. Hello there, Evan. Hello, Jeffrey. It is great to be back on the show again. We've interviewed so many wonderful people together, and uh, here we are doing it again. Great. Do you want to introduce our next guest? Absolutely. So our next guest is Rick Peck, founder and CEO of Richard C. Peck Consulting, a philanthropic consulting group. Welcome, Rick. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Thank you, Evan. Thank you, Jeffrey. Absolutely. And it's great to have you here. And what is a philanthropic consulting group do? Well, they uh, help different uh, audiences, depending on what we're talking about. So, for example, there's uh, nonprofits that need help with their fundraising and uh, strategizing. There's donors who need help understanding how to make the most impact with their dollars. And then there's uh, CPAs, wealth advisors, trust and estates attorneys who need help uh, serving their clients in the philanthropic world. So there's all those different audiences and uh, lots and lots of work to be done. That's great. And Rick, not a lot of people go into the philanthropic advisory world. uh, So it's great to be talking to you today. Uh, Could you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to get into the uh, philanthropic advisory space? Sure. I started. Oh, go ahead, Jeffrey. And and what's your path? What was your path to this, to the, to what you're doing now? Yeah, sure. I, so I started as a uh, personal financial advisor. I did that from 1998 to about 2005. And my wife was working at Dartmouth College uh, from 2003 on as a dietitian. And she really liked her experience at Dartmouth. And she said, hey, uh, Rick, see if there's something at Dartmouth that would be of interest to you. And I said, well, I'm not sure there'd be anything at Dartmouth for me because I'm a wealth advisor. You know, I work with people one-on-one. And so anyway, we, we just decided why not just jump in and see what was out there. And there was a position called the Associate Director of Gift Planning at Dartmouth College. And I said, well, that seems interesting. You uh, work with people to help them set up charitable gift annuities and charitable remainder trusts and uh, bequest intentions and all kinds of other types of non-cash asset donations. And I said, sure, why not? I I don't do a lot of estate planning other than recommend wills and trusts. And uh, so I applied for the position and I got in and it was, uh, I really never looked back. I've been doing it for 18 years now in a variety of different forms. So at Dartmouth, I was uh, you know, meeting with the individuals one-on-one around the country, uh, undergraduates who had you know, left the, uh, the undergraduate college and, and went off into the world. And so I just talked to them about Dartmouth and talked to them about bequest intentions, talked to them about different ways to give, and, um, and just kind of took it from there. Great. Well, that sounds like a wonderful career path, Rick. Um, and I know you have so many uh, wonderful news to tell us today. Uh, earlier, you had said that you're working with different non-for-profits around the community, helping them out. Uh, can you give us a little detail on how you're aiding that segment of the industry? Yeah, so uh, there's uh, 1.3 million plus 501c3s out there. There's a lot of nonprofits. And as you might imagine, there's tiny ones that are just getting started. There's medium-sized ones who've uh, gone over the hump and you know are on their way. And then there's really large uh, nonprofits. And all of them, essentially, as it relates to fundraising, need the same thing. They need a consistent base of donors 
They need to get their message out there nice and clearly. They need to be clear about what their impact is. And they need to uh, figure out how to raise money in all kinds of different ways, cash and otherwise. So um, so I, I try to meet with these uh, nonprofits and just really understand where they are, what their pain points are, and really uh, help them get to that next level, whatever that is. And, uh, and quite frankly, I think uh, if you, I don't know if you know this statistic, but almost 500 million, actually $500 billion was distributed in 2021 in the form of charitable donations. And I don't think there's enough philanthropic advisors like me keeping up with that momentum. Uh, in other words, there's lots and lots of people, there's lots and lots of nonprofits and CPAs that probably aren't getting the help they need and the kind of detail they need to be. So that's it, how it I is, see myself being of service. It is a special category. And uh, in terms of, you know, revenue generation and continuous relationship building, a lot of these organizations don't understand, you know, how to train their people. And it is as or more important in a nonprofit, I think, to be working to develop a more effective workforce. So there is a continuation of this. And so I agree with you. Yeah. And, you know, and and some shops have no uh, fundraising program at all. They have nobody doing that. They have sometimes they have it where people are wearing multiple hats. They're raising money for the annual fund. They're trying to raise what's called major gifts usually 5,000 or more dollars, you know, in other words, their biggest donors. And then there's the plan giving piece, which I mentioned, which is the more complicated stuff. Sometimes people are wearing all three hats. And when you're wearing all three hats, you're, you're really stressed out and you've, you've got a lot going on. So I was fortunate at Dartmouth to be at the plan giving office where they had 10 people just in the plan giving department. So I came from a really world-class place. And I just like to think that I could translate a lot of that knowledge on a smaller scale, of course, for a lot of these organizations and just help them do what they need to do. Can we talk a little bit about what's transferable? Because I think my experience with nonprofits is it's more transferable. Business is business, but a lot of nonprofits don't realize that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's a lot of skills, as you say, the transferable skills from the not or from the for-profit world to the not-for-profit world. I mean, there's a lot of sales in there. I mean, that's a dirty word sometimes in the world of nonprofits is to talk about sales, but there's sales skills that are very important for conveying one's message and being on point as far as what that impact might look like. And also as far as fundraising, if I give you $10,000 nonprofit X, what are you going to do with it? And are you going to come back and tell me how you spent it? And and why would I give you more? I mean, these are good customer service, you know, good follow-up skills. A lot, again, that good sales and uh, and for-profit skill set that you can bring to a not-for-profit environment. Do you find most of your nonprofit work to be focused geographically? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people who come to me from New Hampshire, where I am, and then there's uh, you know a lot of people who come from the New England area. But I I'm working with people who are bi-coastal, and you know, again, these problems are not necessarily geographic; they're universal fortunately or unfortunately. So uh, I, I find that it's a, a lot of the same issues that people are dealing with. Do I have the right database? Do I have the right website? Am I, do I have the right messaging? Um, what kind of gifts am I asking for? How am I asking for the gifts? How am I cultivating and stewarding donors? The same stuff. It doesn't matter where you are geographically. It's the same problem set. 
Rick, aside from working with some of these non-for-profits, uh, helping them with the fundraising, how are you working with the individual donors themselves to maximize their uh, charitable gifts? Yeah, thank you for that question. Um, donors, uh, a lot of the donors that I would work with are people who are have been giving money for a long time, very steadily. Uh, there's not they're not doing anything wrong. They're they're you know have a steady stream of dollars going out and helping one or more nonprofits, but maybe they're feeling oversolicited. Maybe they're not sure if what they're doing is impactful. Maybe what they're doing sometimes is also reacting to solicitations that aren't necessarily in line with exactly what they want to be doing. So, um, so in other words, I would sit down with those people and say, okay, you're giving to all these organizations. Is that really what you want to be doing? Or is there, do you have other passions? And they might say, yeah, I really actually am passionate about uh, racial justice or the environment or helping kids. And what I'm doing right now is I'm just reacting to whatever people are sending me in the mail and it's, I'm, I'm not aligned. So I will, would sit down with them and just work that out with them strategically and then tactically just figure out, well, what are the organizations that you should be giving to? Here are some examples of environmental organizations or racial justice organizations that focused on that or kids and help them really develop a groove for themselves and then, and, and make sure it's iterative. Make sure that we're coming back and saying, is this continuously what you want to be doing? Can we make this evolve and so on? And, and ultimately, it's much more gratifying to the donors. They can go to bed at night and say, you know what? I wasn't sure if I was on the right track, but I'm feeling a lot better now. And that has to do with their current dollars as well as their uh, future dollars. So, uh, so it's really just a, it's building on a momentum they've already started, but hopefully it's becoming more gratifying to them as time goes on. Well, there's a lot of nonprofits out there and uh, more than I think people realize it is a huge industry, as you indicated. Uh, and I know a lot of them also are also uh, registered in New York state, which seems to be a hub for nonprofits. Uh, yeah. But we're speaking with Rick Peck, founder and CEO of Richard C. Peck Consulting. Richard, if someone wants to know more about your nonprofit work, how would they find you? Um, they can email me at the philanthropy guy at gmail.com. Uh, believe it or not, that uh, email address was not taken. So that was good. I grabbed it. Um, also, my phone number, 603-387-3897. That's my cell phone number. Those are two good ways to reach me, call me or text me or email me and just send me whatever it is that the issue is at hand, how, how people are looking for help either as nonprofits or, uh, or the donors themselves. What are they looking for? Great. Well, we hope to have you back again one day, talk about some of your cases. And Evan Macedo, co-host extraordinaire, how do people find you? Very easy, Jeffrey. Uh, you can go to sabers-wallach.com. You can find my illustrious face up on that website. We just hit our 90th year. Come check us out. Come see our client photo gallery and uh, happy to have any conversations uh, to help out anybody in need. 90 years. That's a lot of support and a lot and of, I don't work, look a day over 10. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I remind everybody, this is radio entrepreneurs. We'll be right back after this break with more stories.